Welcome to the Digital Diamonds Podcast, the go-to online marketing podcast for entrepreneurs who want to shine bright online and make some magic happen this holiday season. Tune in every Wednesday for some sparkling and extra festive social media advice to make your brand and business stand out online. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in in today's episode. I am so excited because so I figured that I will do three dedicated episodes to the new year and how you can prepare your online business, your brand, your social media strategy, your content, all of that stuff for the new year. Because I don't know about you guys, but I just love like new years, like every excuse to just, you know, start fresh and to, you know, plan a bit to set some goals, all of that stuff. Like it's just my favorite. So yeah, so the next three upcoming episodes, I don't really know yet how I'm gonna like title them, but they will basically be all about how to grow your audience in 2019, how to really set up your social media strategy and your online presence for success. We are going to talk all things strategy, goal setting, you know, what's the best platform, how to really put in some habits, some routines, all of that fun stuff. It will be really, really, really fun. So if you haven't so, definitely subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on those episodes. But for today's episode, episode number one will be how to grow your audience from scratch in 2019 using a you know, big strategy. So today we are going to focus on one strategy. Next week, we are going to focus on another strategy. And then in three weeks, like no, not in three weeks, in two weeks time, wait, I'm confused. Yes, in two weeks time, we are going to pull that all together and really prepare your brand and your business for 2019 and set you up for success. So this is going to be great. Okay. So I know that maybe a lot of you who are listening, they either have just recently started their brand or their business, or they maybe take the new year um, to, you know, start. So to just, you know, get get all the motivation and put it into your brand, your business, or you just want to make changes. But generally, I feel like in the new year, also with, you know, new trends and all of that stuff, it's just a good time to reevaluate and really level up your social media strategy. So there's a lot of online advice on, you know, marketing and social media and all of that. I'm, I'm not the only guide in this world, okay? And um, what I've really learned from my own experience with building my brand and from working with so many clients from so many different industries is that when you are creating your online brand, you should really, really focus down on audience building because otherwise your message won't be heard by the right people right and the thing is it's very easy to look up to those big influencers who have been building their audiences for years and them talking about you know sales strategy and how to sell on Instagram and how to sell there and there and there but the thing is that if you're just starting out to build your brand and your business from scratch like from zero then those things are not really relevant to you so i've really i've really seen that often online we take it 
take advice from people who are on a completely different level than us. They are so much further ahead because they've just been doing those things for so much longer. And the thing is that often their strategies don't work for when you just start out from zero, right? Just like a lot of stuff just doesn't work. So for this episode, as well as for the next episode, I really want to focus down on two basic fundamental strategies, like they're really the the basics of your online brand. I really want to focus down on those and really discuss them in a lot of detail so that you can really start building that amazing, loyal, engaged tribe that we all really, really want and that we also need if we want to build a profitable business on social media. So for today's episode, I want to focus down on the strategy of choosing platforms with high searchability and a high chance to be discovered. So today's episode is basically all about what platforms can we use to be discovered when we do not have an audience already, right? How can we be discovered by people so that we can start building this beautiful audience? And this is really a foundation of marketing. It should be the foundation of your online presence. And yeah, I'm really excited to deep dive into three platforms that I think you should definitely consider or you should be on in any way, shape or form to be discovered because those three platforms are really just so great. And yeah, also before I get started, the last thing I want you to feel like from, you know, those next following episodes and with all the ideas and strategies, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or feel like, okay, Laura said this is good, so now I have to do this. No, I want you to pick your favorite thing from those episodes I want you to pick what feels right for you or just don't pick anything if nothing speaks to you right this is inspiration I do not want you to feel pressured I don't want you to you know think that oh this is the only way and if I don't do this then you know it won't happen for me no this is just like my advice for you this is what has worked for me or for my clients So just be a bit open-minded and just take it as inspiration, okay? So let's get started. So the first really, really important SEO platform search engine is obviously Google, right? And I've done some research and I found out that 75% of the search market share actually comes from Google, right? So Google is really, really big. So if you are starting out with your brand and business, for sure, you want to have some kind of presence on Google. The thing is that Obviously, Google is very, very competitive. And in order to rank on the first few spots with your key, uh, you know, keywords and all of that stuff, it's probably very hard if you don't want to, you know, pay for Google ads and all of that stuff, right? So that's also why I am not only going to talk about Google in this episode. I'm also going to share with you two other platforms to that are really, really great for searchability and for SEO. But of course, like if I'm talking about SEO and being discovered online, I have to talk about Google, right? So Google will definitely be very, 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 sorry. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) I'm not going to cut this out. Um, Google will obviously be very relevant for you. 
if you want to start a blog or if you want to create a website, right? And here I can definitely recommend you if you are working with WordPress for your blog or for your website or for both to install an SEO plugin. There is a really great plugin for WordPress that will help you to create texts and titles and all of that copywriting stuff, right? With a great searchability. And, you know, for basics, if you've never really heard about, you know, SEO, if you maybe don't really know what it is, um, SEO means search engine optimization. And as the name says, it's all about optimizing your content for search. And there are so many different variables that go into that. But one of the really big things is to put keywords into your copy very strategically that then tell Google, oh, this is what this article is about. This is what this website is about. So when someone is searching this specific term, I should come up because it's exactly what I'm serving, right? Google, of course, wants to present high quality content to its users so that you know, users keep coming back. So you have to tell Google, okay, see, my qual- uh, my content is very high quality. It um, serves those different keywords. So keyword optimization and knowing which keywords you want to rank for is very, very important. There are so many other factors that go into the algorithm for Google. I would definitely recommend if that is something you're interested in to Google, guess what? But I know that, for example, making sure that your website is optimized for mobile is very important as well for ranking. Also, uh, giving picture, uh, giving pictures to your titles. Okay, giving titles to your pictures, linking to different websites. All of that stuff has to do with search engine optimization. So, for your blog or for your website, make sure that you do some research into SEO. If Google is somewhere where you you want to be discovered. Then the second platform to be discovered or that has very high searchability is of course YouTube and that's you know my favorite platform to be discovered especially because you know in 2017 now in 2018 and definitely in 2019 video is just king, right? So if you are not yet on YouTube and if you really want to, then there is no excuse for you not to do it in 2019 because YouTube is only gonna grow and grow and grow. YouTube is, after Google, the second largest search engine in the world, right? And the really cool thing is that if you create YouTube videos, they can also be shown in Google, right? So you kind of kill two birds with one stone if you maybe decide, yeah, like the blogging, the website, it's not um, a priority for me right now, but I still want to come up um, and show up in Google. I still want to be there, be present there. Then YouTube is a great um, option for you because you're still going to show up in Google. So with YouTube, I mean, I've done so many podcast, you know, episodes on YouTube. And if you are interested in more YouTube content, then for example, definitely check out episode 21, where I really go into detail on how I grew my YouTube channel from scratch, like literally from zero. I didn't have any following before that. And I go into my strategies on how I did that. So when you, when, if you want more detail, then you should definitely go to that episode and give it a listen 
lesson. I think it's really insightful. And as I said, it really covers strategies that work for people who have like zero following. Because a lot of people or, well, not a lot of people, but a few people... They start out, for example, on YouTube and they already have this audience from their blog or for Instagram and then they have this massive growth on YouTube because they obviously had an audience before and, you know, that can really put us into the trap of believing that if our audience doesn't grow as fast and we are doing something wrong. But it's it's not. It's just because you are building an audience from scratch and other people don't. So just remember that when choosing your strategies. But one of the most important things, if you want to be discovered on YouTube, I talk about this over and over again. I feel like a broken record, but it's definitely niche. The reason why I've been able to grow on YouTube over the past um, year and a half is because I really niched down and focused on my niche of study abroad in Scotland. I recently did a, um, how's it called? Oh yeah, a poll on my YouTube and I asked like, where did you come from? Like what content did you discover me through? And 72% of my audience comes from my study abroad content, from my niche, right? That is how I've really been able to grow on YouTube. So whilst YouTube is amazing for multi-passionate entrepreneurs, and I also always say that if you have a personal brand, go onto YouTube because you can be super creative, you can express all of your interests and passions and all of that fun stuff, right? But what's still really important with YouTube is that you have like this fundamental core niche and then you can, you know, build all of your interests and passions around that. So what I would definitely recommend you to do is to really think about, okay, with my business, with my brand, what is my niche and what is the niche that I can discover on YouTube? And of course, here there are so many strategies strategies for uh, showing up in search, ranking your videos, which is the number one way to get discovered. Like your goal basically on YouTube when you're starting out from scratch is to have your niche. And whenever someone types in the niche, so for example, for me, it's study abroad in Scotland, my goal is to come up in as many search results as possible. So what you have to do is to really figure out your niche and then rank for that, right? And that sounds much easier than it actually is. I know it's not easy to choose a niche, but remember, you can also create videos on all of those other topics. You just have to figure out a niche where people can discover you. Because remember, right now we are talking about platforms we can use for discovery to really build that initial audience okay because later you can always like do whatever you want if you have that really loyal engaged tribe but in order to build that right to get that initial momentum we have to niche down so it's a lot about you know finding what you're really passionate about that you can talk about for videos and videos and videos because sure even if you niche down if you do all of those you know search engine optimization practices and if you rank your videos you know it will still take consistency and time and all of that so you have to choose a niche that you are very very passionate about and then you also have to do you know some of the research so 
literally going into YouTube and trying out different keyword combinations of your niche and then you know seeing what videos have already been created always looking for that gap in the market okay just as with everything in business you always want to look for a gap in the market or for something where okay it has been done that way I can do it a little bit different so YouTube is just the best platform in my opinion um, to be discovered because a video format really is the most authentic it's the most connective connective I don't think that's a word but it's a format that connects you with people the most and it's also one of the most trustworthy formats because people see you on video and if you are really committed they will also see you consistently and this is really how you build that close uh, customer connection and I mean you see it with influencers they have built this incredible audience for years and years and years so people trust them people just trust them so much Sure, there has been a lot of drama on YouTube, but we are not getting influenced by that, okay? We are talking about the influencers who've really built that amazing audience, right? And I think that, you know, often right now I see that when people talk about, you know, becoming a YouTuber, becoming an influencer, there's this negative association and I'm like okay, I mean, you're focusing on that, you know, clickbait part of YouTube, on the drama part of YouTube, but YouTube is not about that, right? There are so many other amazing niches on YouTube that are so incredible. Like, um, if you want to know more about YouTube, I can also highly recommend you to go back to the episode I did with Michelle B, who's one of the most talented YouTubers, in my opinion. And we also talked about that. So I have a lot of content here on my podcast. So when you are now thinking, ah, oh, yeah, YouTube definitely could be um, a platform for me to focus on in 2019, definitely check out some of my past uh, episodes because I talked about YouTube a lot. And then the third platform that's so, so, so great to get discovered and build your audience from scratch in 2019 is Pinterest. Again, here I did some research and I found this really cool statistic that says that one of two millennials, so 50% of millennials, use Pinterest every month crazy right like I actually didn't expect that Pinterest is that popular but it's getting more and more popular and I think especially if you are selling products or if you are in an industry where you can just talk a lot about what you're doing if you're service-based Pinterest is for you especially if as I said your target audience is younger so if it's millennials then man Pinterest is the perfect platform to be discovered because Pinterest is a huge search engine right so it's not with Instagram for example where people consume their content just, you know, by following people and then consuming their content and maybe sometimes going into the explore feed, but basically consuming the content they're already following. That's why Instagram, it's not the easiest platform to be discovered on because people, you know, a lot of people don't go like and look up hashtags on, you know, looking to um, follow new people. Usually if they follow new people, it's because, you know, they are friends of friends or because people have, you know, linked people on photos or whatever, but people don't go into Instagram to like search really specific things. However, on Pinterest, people go there and they look for very specific things. So like um, DIY Christmas home decor or, you know, best recipes for 
the winter season or I don't know like you guys know Pinterest is all about finding inspiration and it's also a platform where people go onto there if they're willing to buy something so that's obviously what we want because what I've found obviously with Facebook and Instagram um, people don't really want to be sold to right people are there to catch up with friends and family to see what other people are doing right to creep on other people I mean right um but on pinterest people go there when they're looking for something so here is where you can come in and present your offer present your products your service and just give people value so this is especially great if you have a blog or a website or even a podcast and if you basically have something where you can lead people to pinterest is not a place where you I mean, you do create original content on Pinterest, which are the graphics and the pins, but it is a lead magnet, right? Your Pinterest pins are lead magnets where you, you know, lead the person who clicks on the pin to your website or to your podcast or wherever you want to lead them to. So I highly recommend you if you're like, oh my God, graphics, like I'm not a graphic designer. There is this website called Canva, which is pretty popular and they have really cool like, um, how's it called, templates for Pinterest graphics. So that's really cool. Another free software I like using is Photoscape, which is kind of, it's like a, it's basically like a picture editing software. You also get like collages and it's really, really easy to use. So don't really worry about that. Um, like can I think Canva is like the easiest. So yeah, figure that out. Um, you you can do it. Like graphic design is actually really fun. You just have to you know put a bit of effort in it. But that's a good New Year's resolution, right? And then one of the really powerful ways to grow on Pinterest, if you're, again, just starting out from scratch, we always have to remind ourselves that I'm not talking about strategies for people who already have an audience. Those are really strategies that work for people with any audience size. So for Pinterest, what you will do if you're just starting out, you want to join so-called group boards. So Group boards, as the name says, are boards, like Pinterest boards with several members. So whenever you put something, you pin something onto the group board, every group member will see it in their feed, right? So there's a higher chance to get repinned if people kind of already follow your pins rather than just, you know, randomly posting it and then hoping people will see it or it will get picked up by the... um by the algorithm in Pinterest, right? And here, a little secret tip I have for you uh, when it comes to finding group boards, because I feel like when you Google like Pinterest group boards, there aren't really great websites. So what I've been doing is I look up people in my industry who are also on Pinterest or just people who have the same target audience and I scroll down on their profile and you can see what group boards they have joined, right? So what you can then do is like check, okay, they have joined those um, group boards and they, you know, they sound like they could be fitting in my target audience as well. So you can join them too. That's definitely a really, really good tip. 
And the good thing is with group with group boards is that if you can get some initial traffic onto your pin, that shows Pinterest that people are engaged with your pin. It's the same as with YouTube, right? In the first 48 hours when your video goes live, you want to drive as much traffic to your video as possible, right? By sharing it on social media and always immediately responding back to comments all of that stuff. Same with Pinterest, right? You want to drive as much traffic as possible right after you pinned your pin. So pinning it to other group boards is definitely a great way to do that. And honestly, like Pinterest, it does take time. And I also like have not at all figured out Pinterest. Like the, um, the algorithm seems quite you know, confusing to me. But if you really keep going, and again, here it's about consistency because most of your pins, they won't really take off. But if a pin takes off, like, let me tell you, it's insane. Like, I have one pin for, I actually have like two or three or four, I can't remember, pins that go to my old blog. And it's insane. Like, I am not posting on my blog anymore, like, at all. But just because of those, like, two or three pins I literally get like 2,000 views every single month just from Pinterest and imagine you could get those many eyeballs onto your blog posts for your business imagine how many potential new audience members that is like it's really insane and it doesn't it honestly doesn't take much because if you already have your podcast episodes, if you already have your blog posts, then creating a little graphic and putting it onto Pinterest and pinning it onto some group boards, that's not a lot of effort. Oh, and also one more tip for Pinterest is to obviously, again, use keywords, right? So same as with YouTube, you can go onto Pinterest and look in the search bar and just try out different keyword combinations that could describe what you're offering and then putting those keyword combinations into the description of your pin. But again, I'm not a Pinterest like um, Pinterest expert, but it's definitely a platform to explore because I think it's growing and growing and growing. So then now that we have discussed those three major platforms that you can be discovered on, which again is Google, YouTube, and Pinterest, we now have to make sure that the audience that discovers you through those platforms doesn't just leave, right? But it actually becomes part of your tribe. So here's where I think a lot of people miss out on opportunities because you create this amazing content. So you create those amazing blog posts, YouTube videos, or, you know, your website, whatever you're creating, but then you are not actually letting people know how they can join your tribe. Because cool, if someone clicks on your YouTube video, cool, someone clicks on that Pinterest pin, but if they're not actually, you know, kind of committing to becoming a part of your audience, then that doesn't really do it for us, right? Like views and clicks, that's just not enough. So I have written up a few ideas on how you can capture your audience. Again, here, you have to be very creative. You have to try out different things all the time, see what works, see what doesn't, really test and trial everything out, right? So for your YouTube videos, what you can, for example, do, that is where I have seen a lot of success. I have made a Facebook group called Girls Study Abroad. And with all of my study abroad videos, in the beginning, of the video I tell people 
If you need like additional support with your study abroad journey, then I've created this free Facebook group, Girls Study Abroad, which is for girls just like you. And then, you know, I pitch the group and I say, if you want to join, then click the link down below in the description box. And I would love to have you join the tribe. And this is how my Facebook group grows every single day without me promoting it like not at all. Like I don't promote it except for in my YouTube videos. So that is how you really grow an audience, a tribe on autopilot, even if you're just starting out, right? Like you don't need to have this big audience to then funnel into your Facebook group. You can literally be discovered on YouTube and then get those qualified leads into your Facebook group, right? So that's definitely really cool. So make sure if you ever want to lead people from your YouTube videos somewhere else, then you make sure you mention um, wherever you want to lead them in the introduction and you don't leave it to the outro because as soon as people realize that you're doing the outro they just click off the video so you have to do it in the intro and also make sure you put it into the first few lines of the description box so that people don't have to scroll and look for the link because most people won't right? You have to shove it into the face of people so that people actually take action. For your blog posts, I mean, I am not um, into email marketing a lot, but I obviously know that this is a big strategy that works for a lot of people. So if you think that blogging and email marketing is for you, then definitely consider creating different freebies for your blog posts that specifically serve the purpose of your blog post. So not any random ones, but they actually have to fit um, the topic of your blog post and be like, oh yeah, by the way, if you want some more in-depth detail information on that topic, I made a little checklist or a PDF or whatever. If you want it, then give me your email and I will send it to you. I know that there are the new GP, how is it called? GPR, no, GDPR, yeah, GDPR regulations. So make sure that your email provider, if you use MailChimp, it's quite easy because it does everything for you, but make sure you are aware of that, right? If you use like freebies, email marketing, because we don't want to, we don't have to, we don't want to have any problems on that, okay? And then what you could also do if you, for example, want to use podcasting, which I did not mention as a strategy right now, but if you want to use podcasting as a form of discovery, which definitely is because iTunes also has a certain searchability aspect to it. I have had a lot of people discovering my podcast, I mean, you guys, um, through just like looking on iTunes for digital marketing podcasts. So there's definitely a searchability aspect to podcasts as well. And what I find works really well, because unfortunately iTunes doesn't really offer besides like subscribing, but it doesn't really offer a great way to build a community. Um, I have led people to my Instagram. So I'm just like, oh yeah, guys, if you agree with that, like DM me over on Instagram. And that is how I capture my audience um, in a more community-friendly way. So you always want to, you know, really think about, okay, those platforms, are they great for actually engaging my community? Because a lot of platforms for discovery don't really engage your community if that makes sense like I mean sure like in in blogs you have like the blog post comments or on YouTube you have the YouTube comments but it's not as interactive as for example a Facebook group or a Facebook page or Instagram right so always remember what people 
are using the platforms for, how they are using it, and then optimizing that, like using, leveraging how people use the platforms, right? Because in the end, sure, you always have to do what's what feels good, what's fun, whatever, but you always have to remember that people use platforms differently. So just to kind of summarize what I just said, from my experience, I've realized that Facebook, Instagram, and also an email list, it's all about audience engaging. It's not that a lot of people will discover you like first, like come come across you like first organically on Facebook, Instagram, or your email list. I mean, obviously, email lists is all about permission marketing. So people have to find you somewhere else first, and then they have to give you the permission to send them emails, but also Facebook and Instagram. Like, of course, there are always ways to get discovered on those platforms too. Like, if you obviously want to do paid ads, then sure, Instagram, Facebook, great to get like this first customer connection. But I just think that platforms like a blog, a YouTube channel, a website with blog posts or Pinterest, they are just platforms that offer a lot more searchability and much better, you know, discovery rates than Facebook, Instagram and an email list. So that is audience growing. So kind of analyze, okay, what have I been doing in 2018 that's audience engaging? Maybe that is your Instagram, your Facebook group, um, or your email list. And then what have I been doing to actively get discovered and to actually expose myself to a new audience? Because I know that often we kind of grow to a certain level, to a certain number. I know it's, it's not about numbers, um, but it's just a metrics for growth, right? And we get to those certain numbers and we are like, why am I not growing? Like, Why is this not continuing? And that's often because we focus on the audience engaging platforms and we forget about the audience, you know, uh, growing platforms. You have to constantly expose yourself to, you know, new people. And I think it's important to have both. It's important to have a platform where you can engage and nourish your audience and then um, hope that they will tell their friends. And, you know, that's a great platform. That's a great way, of course, to, you know, grow your audience on Instagram, Facebook, if people like share or if they repost your stuff, right? Um, but you can't just rely on that. You also have to actively position yourself in front of your target audience. And I really hope that, you know, Google, YouTube and Pinterest will become part of your social media strategy because they are really so, so, so powerful. So the next episode um, will be kind of part two on that. And we will talk about um, how you can actually grow your audience, not by kind of growing it yourself, how we did it in this episode, where it's about like growing your own audience from scratch by being discovered and all of that, but growing your audience by leveraging an existing audience and by tapping into someone else's audience, which is also a huge fundamental strategy of your online brand and this is also what a lot of people do not do but that will you know grow your brand and your business and your following your tribe so much faster and it's definitely important to consider that for 2019. 
So I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope it was valuable to you. It was informative. If yes, then I would love if you would share this episode. So just take a screenshot of it right now and put it onto your Instagram stories and make sure you tag me so I can see it and repost it and thank you. And if you really love this episode, then also um, feel free to like leave an iTunes review because apparently... I mean, we talked a lot about SEO in this episode and apparently um, reviews really help, obviously, with the podcast because it shows people that people... Uh, no, it shows audience... No, oh my God. <laughs> it shows iTunes that people like my podcast. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. As I said, if you haven't, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast because the next two episodes will also be quite epic. And yeah, without further ado thanks so much for listening and you will hear from me in the next podcast episode bye guys